Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Ask God to talk to you. What do you need from him today? Because here's what I know. I know God wants to speak to you, you, you. Just hear me say you for a second. Just you. He, he's brought you here to speak to you through this guy. And my prayer is I'm not going to talk about my ideas. I'm going to talk about his. So it's his mind speaking through this vessel. Father, open our hearts to hear from you. And uh, God, open my mouth to speak from you. Holy Spirit, bring comfort to the one who needs comfort in this room. Holy Spirit, bring reminders to those of us who need reminders today. God, speak way beyond my words, and I know you're going to. Lord, thank you for your care for us. Thank you for your love for us. And God, I pray again. God, just be a fresh encounter today. Refresh fresh air for somebody in the room today. Like the windows got rolled down in your car for the first time after it's been hot and muggy, you know. Father, we just ask you to do that. Thank you for your grace, and thanks for wanting to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, last week, I went to Florida. I went to Clearwater. It was beautiful. It was clear water for sure. And uh, anybody ever been to Clearwater? I mean, I, it was so wonderful. It was great. And last week, you know, it was like 90. And then I got here on Wednesday, and it was, uh, it was about to blizzard, apparently. And I'm like, what, did, what happened? And it was cold when I got off the plane, and I had terrible sunburns. So it literally felt like it was negative 10 to me. I'm like walking off of the parka, and it's like 50 here, you know? And uh, while I was at the beach, I feel like the Lord like just showed me some things. And I just wanna, I wanna share them with you today out of the book of Galatians. And the Lord's been speaking to me through this book for a little bit, but he really spoke to me even more uh, through, through my son, JP, who's not in the room. And you can never tell him I told you this story, okay? Because it will scar him for his life. And uh, I think I'm going to be one of those dads. I'm going to try not to be where my kids are like, dad, like, please don't talk about our family anymore, you know? But it's just too, like, when I'm reading the word, I like see it lived out in my kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to tell this story. It's incredible. I want to title this message, either Simple Gospel or um, I Just Wanted to Help. Parents, you ever hear, I just wanted to help. Or you know that's what they meant, right? So while we were at the beach, I guess it was because like there's a change of scenery for my kid. But he's kept waking up every morning, guys. I woke up to my kid walking into my room and it was the worst smell ever. And he's potty trained, man. Bro, what are you doing? Like, you couldn't find the bathroom? Or like, you couldn't come get me out of bed and I want to help you? Like, what happened? And it wasn't just one day. It was, it was three of the five. I'm serious. Like, three of the five days, I woke up to, dad, dad, dad. And I, before I kind of woke up, like, it hit me. You know, it came into my brain through right here. And so I'm like, I'm like, parents, you know when you're just like, I'm just mad. Like, I don't need to hear what you're going to tell me. Like, I know what it's about to be. Like, it's bad, that bad. And the third day, here's why I want to title this message. Like, I just wanted to help. Because dad, 
I don't smell it. I'm like, okay, what? I pooped. And I'm like, you what? And what I found is my kid had gone into his drawers and he had put all of the underwear that we packed him on top of each other, on top of. So now it's not just one set of clothes that's messed up, like it's all of them. But I'm just trying to fix the situation, Dad. Like, you ain't gonna work, wake up with a bad smell, you know what I mean? Would you go wake up to some more laundry? I was just trying to help you. But baby, you can help me a different way, you know? Don't do this anymore. And I was thinking about this concept because it's a human nature to want to add to or take away what God our Father has told us. I see that in the very first part of this book, this, this book of, of the Bible in Genesis. The first idea that they wanted to take away, they wanted to take away what God told them. Like, hey, God said, don't eat from this tree. Did God really say that? Well, I don't think he really said that. I'm going I'm to detract what God said. But then once they did eat of it, they wanted to add to what God had done. They wanted to put a covering over themselves to hide themselves. I want to add to my life because God didn't do a good enough job when he first made me. So I got to accentuate this thing. You know what I mean? I got to hide parts that I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed of human nature to take away or add. And if you say, hey, look, this is a message for somebody else. Here's why we come to Galatians, and here's why it's so important. I was thinking about my own personal life before I step into that. Anybody after the 21 days, anybody do the 21 days? Not because you raise your hand, but if you did 21 days of prayer and fasting together, did you ever come out, you come out of that season, you're like, I'm on fire. Anybody? I'm just, I'm just ready to take on 2022, you know? Anybody gotten to the place now where you're starting to feel a little bit stale? Maybe like a little bit, like there's a lull. I don't know what it is, but I'm, a, I'm like lulled. Anybody? Good. Then I pray that this message is for us. I get to that feeling often. And here's the rhythm of, of my spiritual journey. So you guys know, like, I have mountaintop experiences where I like feel like exhilarated, right? And I get to this place in my life where I begin to feel like I need something, in my, I need to change in my life, right? I don't know what it is. I like to change often. I need changes. So I begin to look for things in my life to do, to add, go to the gym, to wake up early, to get on a routine, right? Somebody? And I begin to add those things into my life and I get bored. Anybody get bored? I get bored. And I don't want to stick with a routine. I want to change again. I need to add more. I add and I add until I get frustrated. When I get frustrated, here's what I do. I go, I need to go back to the beginning. I just need to go back to what really transformed my life. And guys, when I was 19 years old, the spirit of God came upon my life and I've never been the same since. I've just never got over it. And I go here and there. I go left and right sometimes. But listen, like, I can't get over what he did when he came into my life. And I go back to that 21 days of prayer and fasting. I just spend time with him and I just remember him and I, th I start thanking him. Anybody move to the place where you're thankful again? And then all of a sudden, when you start getting thankful, you start feeling peaceful in the morning, don't you? Then you, you're driving down the road, you're like, nothing can ruin my joy. I got joy, you know? Like, you're just, you're just thanking the king. You're just having a good old time. You're seeing God use you in profound ways. Anybody, come on. 
Because your joy is spilling out and people are like, man, I want what you got. What do you got? They see in glory on you. And then here's what I do. I look in the mirror and I go, you're doing better. You know what happens next? Anybody wake up the next day and your kid has four pairs of pants on, you know what I mean? And you're like, my joy is gone. I find that when I look into the mirror and I say, you're doing better, is the moment I begin to not do so well. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, he says this. He says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed unless he falls. Don't get it twisted. Who filled you to be in that place where you were. My temptation is that I would love to take away from the reality that God has much to do with it because it was me who began to do things differently and to be filled with joy. And I want to take, it goes back to the very beginning, I want to take the glory. I want to take the credit. I want somebody to recognize me and oh, I'm doing better. I want to recognize myself. I'm doing incredible. And I fall instantly, y'all. And then the shame game hits me where I'm like, man, how could you say that? How could you stand in front of people? How could you do? And I hear that voice in my head. And then the cycle begins to start over. I need to change. (sighs) Go back to the basic. That's my life. And I want to let you in. If that's your life, here's here's why I'm, I'm encouraged, okay? Because the book of Galatians helps a group of people who I think got in the same cycle. One of those people being Peter. Peter is a guy who's filled with the Holy Spirit and he stands in front of thousands of people and he gives this powerful message and thousands of people come to Christ and he sees incredible moves of God and we find him getting sidetracked. In this book, his friend Paul is coming to him and saying, bro, you got it twisted. Time to get things different. But he doesn't just step on his toes and say, you need to change your behavior. He starts reminding him of the simple truth that got him to where he was in the best parts of his life. So today, I just simply want to share with you something like that same truth. Because we talked about the Spirit of God in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Listen to chapter 3 of Galatians, where he speaks to a church that started in the Spirit and began to get a little bit twisted. Ready? Chapter three, I want to read the first three verses. Paul says, you foolish Galatians. Can you imagine me writing y'all a letter being like, you fools. (laughs) (laughs) Who has hypnotized you? Think about this, man. He's writing to a lot of churches, by the way. It's not just one, it's a lot. You fools who's hypnotized you. I love that. I think it's funny. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was vividly portrayed as crucified. That means you saw Jesus himself crucified. You saw the picture. I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the spirit of God by works of the law or hearing with faith? Are you foolish after beginning with the spirit 
Are you now going to be made complete by the flesh? Have you begun to get it twisted where you think you have something to do with the blessings of God's spirit? And he's writing it to a group of people and then he begins to go into the reality where he talks to his friend Peter and he says, hey, look, I came to Peter and I went to his face. I told him, hey, listen, you are standing condemned because you were not living out the gospel. And you're beginning to call people into a way of trusting their flesh and their own understanding and their power, not the power of the spirit of God. What are you doing? This cannot be. Under the law, listen to this. Under the law, we are blessed and we grow spiritually by earning and deserving. Under the law, you are blessed and you grow spiritually by earning and deserving. Honestly, when I'm doing good, I like that. Because you know who's doing better? Do you know who needs your praise because I'm doing good? Me. Praise me. Thank me. But under grace, we are blessed and we grow spiritually by believing and receiving. This makes us dependent upon someone else. Any control freaks in the room hate that? I don't want to trust nobody, and I don't want to depend on nobody. Guess what? Because I got it together, and I'm better than you. Come on. I can speak some of our language in the room. See, there's two different groups of people. Some of us want things added to our life, and we know we need grace. I need somebody to help. I'm definitely not enough. And you struggle with ever feeling like you've got enough. And then some of us say, I got plenty, and I don't need nothing from nobody. Both are just as ill. Because the reality is, this is what Paul then brings us into. And here's the truth that transforms our life. Here's the truth that I believe is pursuing you and chasing you. And I pray that it's fresh air to you. I pray that it's like a fresh fire in your oven of your heart. I pray that it gets your heart hot today. Here's what he says. Galatians 1. I'm going, I'm bouncing a little bit, but I want you to go read this book. Galatians 1, verse 11, he says, Now, I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel preached by me is not based on human thought. That means I didn't add my ideas and I didn't take anything away from what God gave me to say. I'm not going to do it. And listen, today, I, I, I'm... I'm burdened. Um, the more I know about the gospel, the more I am studying this, this book, the more I hear all of these voices that desire following, they are saying incredible things to change behaviors, but are not growing an affection for the one who actually transforms the heart. And that's exactly what Paul was saying to this church. Hey, listen, some of y'all got teachers that are teaching you stuff that has nothing to do with Jesus, has everything to do with you. And when you look in the mirror, you start saying, man, I'm doing a lot better. 
I pray that we never look in the mirror and say, I have done better. I pray that we look in the mirror and say, I have been made right. I've been made great. I've been completed. And I wake up with my king with fresh mercy today. Thank you, king. Because that's who you are. I recognize. If you wake up like this, you will never have a need for joy. You will never have a need for, for peace. You will never have a need for grace in your life because it will flow like a river from heaven and it's free. It's free by faith and faith alone. It's yours. It's offered to you. And here's what is the message that Paul brings this church back to that I pray is a blessing to you. Here it is. Chapter one, verse three through five says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you, that means favor. Anybody need some favor in your life? Anybody looking for favor? I need some favor in my life. How do you define favor? Where do you get favor? Very important questions for us to answer. Paul is saying, favor is yours through God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where fav true favor is. Peace. Anybody looking for peace? What would bring you peace in your life? New house, new car, new relationship, new... Right? Anybody change relationships thinking you'd have some peace and you only had worse? Anybody? Come on now. Anybody? I mean... I don't know. He's saying peace. We got to understand peace. And, and the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about a, a biblical vocabulary that I think we've all got to understand. We talk about words like grace. Like, what the heck is grace? We talk about peace. We talk about righteousness. We talk about redemption. All those things. I'm like, what, what are these weird words? We want to talk about those so we understand them. Grace to you and peace from God. Peace comes from God. How did it come from God? And our Lord Jesus Christ, here's how peace came. Who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age. Do you look, think you're gonna find peace in an evil age? Anybody trying to find God's peace in an evil age? Anybody trying to find God's grace in an evil age? He's saying the peace of God and the grace of God removes you out of this evil age. You're not even of this world anymore. Do you know who you are? Come on now. When you look in that mirror, don't you know who you are? You're a queen or you're a king in Jesus Christ. According, listen, according to the will of our God and Father. Did you know God wanted to do that for you? Some of us look in the mirror and we think maybe God's stingy. God wanted to do this for you. God wanted to die for you. God loved you. What an amazing thought. Do you know what I have to? I sometimes want to make God a little bit more like me. If it were me, I wouldn't like me if I were God. Come on, anybody? You know what I mean? Like, I've seen myself. And if you guys knew who I really was and what life I've really lived, you wouldn't want to listen to me. 
And y'all wouldn't respect me. I stand up here by the grace of God and the grace of God alone. And he has transformed my life. And if he hadn't met me and filled me and transformed my life, I'd still be a wreck. And at times I feel like I still am a wreck. But he loved me. He gave up his life. And he says that I'm right. What an amazing thing. And he's allowed me to step into worship. The true gospel goes against human reasoning. It goes against human reasoning. Listen to me. It goes against human reasoning. So today, if I read that to you and you're like, yeah, I get it. I get the gospel. I get it. I get it. I absolutely get it. I want to tell you, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. If there's no awe and wonder with the reality that that's true for you, that you are right in the eyes of God Almighty, not by your work, but by his, because he loved you. If that doesn't, if that doesn't burn, if that doesn't create a joy, if that doesn't create a, a desire to worship, we've, we've got to go deeper. And, and I encourage you, begin to dig deep into what that actually means. And you've got to spend time in this to get your heart hot a little bit. Get your heart hot a little bit. So my question today is, how do I get full? Like, how do I get out of stale mode? Jay, all right, great. Like, how do I do it? I want to take this passage, and I want to say three things of how I step out of stale mode and begin to receive that, that river from heaven again. Number one, community is very important. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, think about this. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, preaches to thousands, sees a mighty move of God, finds himself getting deceived and deceiving other people. Anybody? And if you don't think that your heart is prone to add to or take away the words of God, you need to understand, I'm just talking from the word of God. This is what it says about all of us. And if it happened to Peter... I feel like it could maybe happen to me. Anybody? If it happened to Peter, I think it might be possible to happen to me. And do you know what Peter needed in his life because he couldn't see well? He needed Paul. He needed Paul in his life to go, bro, I see you. Hey, man, your life. Gospel? Hey, do you remember the fact that you were justified not by your work, but by the grace of God. Do you remember? Has that fallen? Have you forgotten this? I, I need you to be that in my life. Because if I don't have that in my life from the people in my life, I'm going to forget. Because I'm prone to add to or take away. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. So I need you to tell me when I got four pairs of underwear on, you know what I mean? Come on now, somebody. <laughs> I, need to, I need you to come to me and tell me when I start to stink a little bit. <laughs> That's so nasty. I'm sorry. That's so gross. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I need that. And we can't be offended by that. Because guess what? It's in our nature to wonder. So I'm going to wander. I, I, need you to, I need you to be a voice in my life. We've got to have community. Peter needed Paul. Do you know what happened at the end of Peter's life? Peter said, you're right, man. 
At the end of Peter's life, he ends up getting crucified. Do you know that? But he ends up saying, I will not allow you to crucify me right side up. You're going to crucify me upside down because I'm unworthy to even be crucified like my Savior. That's Peter. And if Peter could get sideways, I can too. You know the second thing I see out of this passage? Is we need the gospel message to be preached to us often. The gospel. What's that gospel? Grace and peace is yours. Have it. Have it. Do you know peace with God is yours? Through faith in what Jesus did for you, receive it today and it's yours. Receive his forgiveness. Receive his punishment for your life and receive the life that he offers you, which is rightness. Rightness. Be righted with God by faith. Receive it. Be right. Have it. It's yours. Don't you know who you are? But don't you know who did the work? Don't forget. The third thing we got to do is we got to shift the weight. Has anybody noticed my weight up here? I got a 45 pound weight right here. And you know, this has been off of my mind. I, forgot, I didn't think about it. Anybody notice it was like half off the edge here? Anybody think about this? Anybody been distracted by this at all? Some of us have been thinking like, I can't, when that table crashes, his iPad is gonna fly off and break, you know? We gotta shift the weight. And the reason I didn't have my mind on this is because I had my mind on other things. Some of y'all could see what I couldn't see because I was focused on what I was focused on. We gotta shift the weight. Verse five of chapter one says, to whom be the glory forever and ever. The word glory means weight. To whom have all the weight? Did you come in carrying weight? Some of y'all got weight because you're looking for peace and you're carrying all the weight because I've added to a lot and I have received a lot and I'm carrying a lot in my life. And you know what would take this weight off if I got a different kind of weight? And we start adding different things to our life and we want to say, man, if I got a new relationship, I don't got anything else to pick up, but I couldn't pick it up. I need a new, I need this and I need this and this could fix it and I would get heavier and heavier and heavier, right? I got to shift the weight. But aren't you proud of what I can carry? Because I can carry a lot. I help a lot of people. Do I? (laughs) I get sideways when I start thinking like that. Because whose words do I use when I help anybody? Not mine. I'm copying. I'm just giving away what I receive. We gotta shift the weight. That's what Paul is telling the Galatians and Peter. Hey, you guys wanna pick up a weight again and start showing how strong you are? You're changing the world, guys. Your church is growing. You're changing your neighborhood. Look in the mirror and pat yourself on the back. Way to go. You know, no, no. To whom be the glory? Put the weight back. I encourage you, if you're carrying a weight in this room, bring it to the one who will carry it for you. He says, come to me. Are you heavy laden and burdened? I'll carry it for you. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. 
bring it to me. Where do we take it? We take it to the cross. And all the weight of God was poured out on his son, Jesus. And all of it was smashed down upon him so that you and I could be declared absolutely free. I carry no weight, but I am worthy of no weight. And the one who has all weight has redeemed and saved this little man. So all glory to the one whom glory is deserved. You can lift your hands when you get to this place. Would you shift the weight in your life today? And if you'll shift the weight by faith, that spirit will flow in your life again. It's like an unkinked hose. Let's pray about that today. You want to? Anybody need to lose some weight today? <laughs> Not baby weight, girl. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> what weight? What weight are you carrying? Almost like a badge of honor. And that'll lead into that'll lead into shame. That'll lead into pride. And both of those things will rot your soul, man. Would you receive the good news again today? Or maybe for the very first time, if you've never known how to get right with God, you can get right with God right now through his son, Jesus Christ, who paid all the penalty for all of the sin that you have lived out He died to redeem you, to save you, so that your life could be forgiven and you could stand before the king of the universe 100% right. If that's you today, bring all the weight that you carry to Jesus and just say, Jesus, I need you to take all of this weight, everything, I need your forgiveness and I want to be declared right today. Forgive me and save me. I'm not Lord anymore. I'm not the king. You are. I'm not going to trust my work. I choose to trust yours today. By faith, you have that. And you probably, if you call on the name Jesus for that, here's what you're gonna experience. You're gonna experience almost like, it feels like a weight comes off of your shoulders and it feels like something gets clear like in your chest. It gets clear right here. And if that's you, I want you to talk to me after this service. Some of you, you're like Peter. I let go of that weight, but I decided to pick some weights back up. I call to you, my brothers and sisters, to come back and remember to shift the weight of glory. Come back to the simple truth of the gospel that you have been forgiven, but I need to remind you, the king has invited you into a life with him. Not the life you wanna make it, but the life he's invited you into. Would you give him your yes again?
Would you be forgiven and begin to walk with him again? His plans are better than you can imagine. Father, I pray for your grace in the room to shift weight today. Bring all back into our heart and our mind. Thank you for your freedom in the room today. Thank you for your work today where you've spoken to hearts and minds about things we need to let go. God, I pray for the grace and the strength to actually let them go. God, please, thank you. And I encourage you in the room, as he's brought things into your mind, don't go back and pick that up, leave it there. And when you wake up and you wanna pick it back up, just remind yourself, no, 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 I brought it to the cross and I left it there, I left it there, I left it there, and leave it there. And step back into praise. That's where joy is found again. You have a reason to praise. And it's not your work, it's his. So let's praise together. Would you stand with me?